0: Good morning. It's March 1st. Welcome to Doing Life, Finding Peace in Stressful Times. This is the audio version of the book by the same name. This morning's title is Pick Me. But Moses said, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. O oh Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Exodus 3.11-4.10 through 4, 10. Do you remember in third grade when you wanted one of the team captains to pick you right away for dodgeball? You were disappointed if you didn't go in the first round, and downright embarrassed if you were the last to be picked for either team. For many of us, though, this gradually changes through high school, maybe college if you went, and then certainly extending into our work lives. Some people are always the first to volunteer. They are happy in the spotlight, confident in their ability to lead the way. But truthfully, that's not most of us. Most of us enter a lecture hall today and sit somewhere near the back. And this is especially true if you know they might be calling on people for answers or maybe to volunteer. So what's happening here? Have we lost confidence since third grade? Is it just the desire to be included and perceived as valuable that made us jump up and down to be picked back then, and now, not so much? As we become adults, perhaps we start to understand the weight of responsibility. If we are picked, sure, we are included in a way, but now we are depended on to perform a task, and we know that others may be unhappy or disappointed in us if we fail. Fear of failure keeps a lot of people from reaching their potential. As you will recall, astronaut Captain Scott Kelly emphasized in an earlier devotional. Many of the Bible heroes did everything they possibly could to avoid stepping up and doing what God asked them to do. Moses made every excuse he could think of, even while standing in front of the burning bush with God promising him that he would be right there with him. Jonah didn't just refuse to obey. He ran the other direction as fast as his little legs in a ship would carry him. Then, even after God rescued him from drowning, and he finally preached to the wayward city of Nineveh, Jonah didn't like the outcome and so was furious with, you guessed it, God. Sarai, Abram's wife, was told she would bear a son in her old age, from whom would come untold numbers of descendants. Her reaction? She laughed, i.e., I don't think so. When the Lord called on the prophet Jeremiah, telling him that he had known him even before he formed him in his mother's womb, what does Jeremiah answer? Something along the lines of, uh, Lord, you've got the wrong guy. I am too young and I'm not what you would call a good speaker, Jeremiah one six. Immediately after Peter correctly identifies Jesus as the Christ and Jesus tells Peter and the disciples that he must suffer and die and then rise after three days. Peter takes him aside and chews him out. Really? At the Last Supper, when Jesus is demonstrating servanthood by washing the disciples' feet, Peter refuses. Really? He jumps to the front of the line at the Last Supper and says, I will lay down my life for your sake. Then after Jesus' arrest, just when we think Peter has finally figured it out, he goes and famously denies three times that he even knows him. Really? John 13, 38 Why do we love Peter like we do? Why did Jesus? Why did Jesus make him the rock on which I will build my church? Because Peter is us and we are him. We need to remember that with God, all things are possible. We need not fear failure, but instead be willing to from time to time. We can safely return to that excited anticipation we felt in third grade when we so wanted to be picked. When God picks us, we need not worry that we will let him down, As long as faith and obedience guide us, so go ahead and pick me, Lord. Pick me. I'm ready. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Joshua 1.9 The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 27.1 Lord, when opportunity knocks and we prayerfully consider the leading of your Holy Spirit, let us go forth boldly, knowing that the creator of the universe has our back. We might fail sometimes along the way, but God is in it for the long haul. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow. Good morning. It's March 2nd. Welcome to Doing Life, Finding Peace in Stressful Times. This is the audio version of the book by the same name. This morning's title is Light. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. Matthew 5, 14. Thirty years ago, I was getting ready for the impending cardiac arrest, requiring CPR and then cardioversion of a 28-year-old woman. No, she hadn't just been freed with the jaws of life, extricated from a crushed vehicle on the highway, and then rushed in by air ambulance. She wasn't a preeclamptic with HELP syndrome. She wasn't a viral pneumonia with whited-out lungs. She wasn't any of these things. No, she was a healthy young woman in labor, at term gestation, whose blood pressure was too low and now the baby was having heart rate decelerations because it wasn't getting enough oxygenated blood from the placenta. Back then, emergency medicines weren't locked up in an automated, passcode-locked PIXIS, which would only dispense the drug if the proper order was entered in the electronic medical record. The drugs were in a fishing tackle box that was in the room next to the patient's bed. The labor room was dark, as they often are. I gave the order for ephedrine to up her blood pressure, and one of the two RNs in the room opened the tackle box, removed the dark brown glass vial, and handed it to me. I snapped off the top, drew up the appropriate amount into the syringe, and quickly injected it into the patient's IV. I expected some increase in the patient's pulse and tremulousness, but not what we got. The patient began shaking violently and clutching her chest. Her pulse and blood pressure both shot through the roof and she began complaining both of chest pain and shortness of breath. Her EKG suggested coronary ischemia. In short, she seemed to be having a heart attack. I was flabbergasted at her response to a single dose of ephedrine as we put her on oxygen called anesthesia and prepared for the worst. Just as I was sure she would arrest, standing in the well-lit hallway, waving the anesthesiologist into our room, I pulled the glass vial out of my scrub pocket and looked at it closely. It wasn't ephedrine. It was epinephrine. Good old straight adrenaline. The two cardioactive drugs used to be manufactured in identical little brown single dose glass vials. Only holding them to a bright light and reading the label with care avoided potentially catastrophic errors. Thankfully, her symptoms were resolved in under four minutes. Her baby's heart rate recovered and she went on to a normal delivery of a healthy baby. I can tell you, however, that my coronary arteries were squeezed at least as much as the patient's that night. You see, errors get made in the dark, and errors get made if things are either poorly labeled or labeled incorrectly. Unfortunately, man has made most of his decisions in the dark since the Garden of Eden, and man is well known for applying labels that mischaracterize his fellow man. Prejudice and racism are alive and well today, all over a dark world in which so many fail to see clearly that God loves us all equally. Christ is, in fact, the light of the world. He even calls himself this. Those who put their trust in him then become lights themselves, and they can then pass his message of love and peace on to others. There is no reason to fumble in the dark, and maybe make a fatal mistake when you can rejoice in the light every single day. The path to peace is, in fact, impossible to see, without his forgiveness in grace, shedding light on each step that we take. Father, lift our eyes so that we might fix our vision on the source of the light that has saved us from the pain, misery, and guilt of our own repeated mistakes, always made in the dark. And through the Holy Spirit, let us be a light to all those around us. Amen.